All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So after five, welcome back. Game day, Oilers. Red Wings. Tonight, it's the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. And whoo-hoo, mama, $60 million up for grabs in Lotto Max tonight. Good luck. Get your tickets at PlayAlberta.ca. A, it'll be Skinner versus Alex Lyon tonight. A pretty good goaltending matchup. See if the uh, Oilers can uh, get a few more goals than they've been uh, scoring lately. Um, they have uh, averaged two goals a game their last three games out of the break. Their expected goals was 3.75. They've created a lot, haven't scored a lot. See if uh, a few other guys can uh, break the dam tonight. Let's uh, get to the spec report brought to you by GS Construction. Getting closer by the day to their 50th birthday party celebration. What an event that's going to be a uh, huge in the community and also even better for you right now. Could be great timing. They're hiring. So you come in right now in the end, you get all the great festivities. So pipe player, pipe player, helpers, top uh, women, top men, uh, foreman and more. Check it out at indeed.com and look up GS Constructional. By the way, they're also huge sports fans there. So you have a lot of fun uh, internal stuff going on at GS as uh, we welcome to the program uh, Mark Spector. Uh, Speck, good uh, Tuesday to you. The uh, Edmonton Orders, uh, they kind of got into a rhythm now. They, they, you know, Every morning skate's pretty much optional for them. Uh, nowadays, they have the practice before, so they might practice tomorrow. And then, you know, then they fly to St. Louis. They have optional on that day. Away you go. Um, you know, Stuart Skinner back in gold, no surprise. Uh, I outlined the final 34 games for the Edmonton Orders, Speck, and I had Skinner... Has to, I don't think should play more than 22. Uh, even if you all of a sudden lose a few, I think they, they got it. Their goal is to go deep in the playoffs, then don't overplay Stuart Skinner. And, uh, Calvin Pickard can play, uh, 12 games, uh, which to me isn't a lot. Like that's fine. You know, it's just, uh, it's just a, a little bit above one out of every three. Do you see the Oilers following that type of script in their goaltender usage down the stretch? I guess it, the, the standings always dictate, right? It depends how your team's playing. You know, if the team's playing well, Pickard can win you games. 
Um, if the team's not playing well, you know, your backup goalie doesn't steal, Manny. That's just the theory in hockey. So, and you know, coaches, Jay, they lay down a big plan and the plan's awesome. And we've got it all charted out, me and the goalie coach, and we got this whole thing sorted out. And then we lose five in a row on the plan changes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I like your plan and I think they'll stick to that plan as long as, uh, you know, until the plan changes if they're losing too many. How about that for an answer? <laughs> Yeah, but the problem is if they do that, they can't get sucked into that because, um, you know, unless they're suddenly flirting with falling out of the playoffs, uh, I, I think they have to be pretty diligent in, in, in their plan to, uh, to stick to not overplaying, uh, Stuart Skinner. Uh, Sam Gagne is the, the one lineup change tonight. Uh, he'll come in for, uh, Matthias Janmark. Um, no surprise. Their fourth line shooting blanks all over the place. Brown doesn't have a goal, uh, all year. Yanmark doesn't have a goal in 27 games. Ryan doesn't have a goal five and five in 15 games. So, you know, you, you add in the one guy, Speck, who, uh, um, his points per 60, only Zach Hyman is higher. Goals per 60, only Zach Hyman is higher. Points per 60 at five on five, only McDavid's higher. So, you know what? Sam Gagne, uh, when he's come in this year, Speck, he has made things happen. And if he makes anything happen tonight, I am not taking him out for a long time if I was Chris Knobloch because you can't no, just, you can't keep playing guys for two minutes on the penalty kill. Well, I think, first of all, I think the, the worm's going to turn on, on, um, Connor Brown here. You know, I think the time of let's keep playing him no matter what, because he's going to play his way back into it. I think those days are over. Uh, there's frankly, you know, the first, $800,000 that gets traded off this roster, it might turn out to be Connor Brown. I wouldn't surprise me one bit if on the deadline when they're trying to move a little money, uh, if his is the little money they move. So, yeah, I mean, Sam Gagne, give the other guy credit. He's barely played and he's produced every time he's been in it. At some point, it becomes a meritocracy for sure. I know fans love Sam, and who doesn't love Sam? He's a great guy, lives in the city. He's one of us, man. He's been in order for forever, all those things. But not that's not enough. He's produced when he's played, and those other guys haven't. He's If he keeps earning it, he should keep getting it. Oh, 100%. So uh, it yeah. makes uh... – um, you know, makes a lot of sense to, to do it for sure. Um, you look at uh, the Detroit Red Wings spec. Uh, they come into town. They're 10, two and two. Uh, lines being absolutely unbelievable for them. And, uh, they're the only team right now with 10 different scores, uh, who at least have 10 goals, which is, you know, kind of, kind of makes you, uh, really uh, honor those Boston Bruins teams who had 10, 20 goal scores, uh, that one season, which is pretty damn remarkable. But, Yep. I look at Detroit and you look at all their underlying numbers spec. They're like, they're getting great goaltending and they're scoring way more than they should be based on the amount of chances that they get. So, uh, and like when the orders played them in Detroit, it was kind of a exact what happened. The orders outshot them. They dominated. They outshot them 47 to 18, finally one on one shot in overtime from Darnell Nurse. And, uh, Detroit managed to get the game to overtime with two goals and great goaltending. So I wonder how Edmonton can flip that script tonight, do you think, uh, against the Detroit team? How important do you think this first period is for the Oilers? Well, they haven't scored enough and they haven't scored enough early. You know, they haven't, they started out the season being an effective goal scoring team in the, early in the game and that went away. And the, the irony is it went away when they were winning all these games. Um, you know what? Detroit's built a tougher lineup to play against. Like, I'm looking at those those rebuilds out east, Jay. I'm looking at Buffalo that's not getting anywhere. I'm looking at Ottawa that's back in last place. Detroit's, you know, looking at Montreal that's not very good and hasn't been forever. Detroit's one that's, they're starting to build a team here. Like, 
you know, they got some guys on defense. I mean, Sider's really good. This Wallman's turned into a really good defenseman. They got Sherratt. They got Petrie. That's a good, tough, hard veteran second pairing that makes it hard to score on, man. Petrie can still skate. And Sherratt's still a tough guy to score against, you know. So they've, they're getting somewhere. I mean, Costin, I see Costin's in tonight. It'd be nice to see him play. He's barely played for him this year. Uh, but they got some good players. They're, they're, they're the one of those rebuilds, Jay. You can argue if they started before Buffalo or after. We, we've always had those arguments in Edmonton. When did the rebuild actually start? But uh, I think Jay, Detroit's the first one that's coming out of it. They're a playoff threat this year. They're right in the playoff race, and they're right behind the lease, which is nice to see. Well, and Tampa Bay, yeah, they're right in the mix. And uh, with Toronto, Riley out for five games. Uh, Tavares and Marner out now ill tonight, so... Uh, the St. Louis Blues could be uh, could be getting uh, maybe a free one. We'll see. Uh, you never know. Some teams show up when they have a lot of guys injured. We'll find out. But yeah, the right like Detroit. I think is they're in the playoff race. They would have to really crater here over the next three weeks not to still be in the hunt because they got a four point cushion on teams behind them. Yeah, and and that's why when I hear people talk about maybe getting Dave Perron or, or you know that Detroit's going to be a seller, I don't think so. I think they've they've been sellers for enough years here. I think Stevie Y, if they're anywhere close, they want to you know give this team a chance to maybe make a playoff run. It's time to take the next step in Detroit, right? As it is in all those other towns. So um, I just saw Toronto just scored. Noah's line just scored actually seventy four scored. So I don't know if Noah got the assist or not. <laughs> but he was the first guy up there to hug him after it went in, so he must have been close to the play. <laughs> Uh, what do you think about Riley? Oh, he, oh, he got an assist back. He uh, he got an he assist. Did, yes, go. primary what assist. What do you think about Riley getting five? Wow, not surprised he got five. I don't think it. I don't, I'll, I'll stand by my. I don't think he deserved five games. He um no. uh, he, he is a player who did he, did he hit him in the head? Yes. Was he was it vicious and hard? No. Um, if he hit him in the shoulder, would we be talking about it? No. Now, but he did hit him in the head, so I have no problem with it. But all I look at this Tell is me. when I look at the at the at the hit. The the power in which it was delivered, and we're talking headshots. I look at his shot, and I look at Brandon Gallagher's shot, and it's not even close to me in which one is more dangerous and which one is more violent. It's not even close. What did Gallagher get? He got five games. Three? Five. He got five. Or he got five. And, and his wasn't even in person. That was the max he could get. Riley, they had the in person. The minimum he could get was five, so uh, or more than five. So I don't, you know what? The, the, it, it, I think so, people. I have uh, like I was chuckling because people. Oh, Toronto always gets the benefit of the doubt. Well, actually, Toronto's had more guys suspended, and it's Morgan Riley's and Austin Matthews. It isn't Reeves, you know. It isn't. That's, it isn't the Jason goons. Spezza. Yeah, Jason yeah. Spezza, exactly. So I do think that the uh, the over replays of anything Toronto does actually hurts the Leafs in these situations, right? Because it just gets played and played and played a thousand times in leagues like, oh my God, some people who don't care about our league are now upset and they're calling for this. Oh, this is assault, blah, blah, blah. Stop listening yeah. to people that have nothing to do with your game. And that's the problem that they do anytime it comes to Toronto because it just spreads like wildfire and you get a bunch of people who don't care about hockey, who never comment on hockey, and now they're all the bleeding hearts whining about it. It's, it's, uh, to me, it's kind of laughable that this play results in a five-game suspension. Yeah, I think it really exhibits the inconsistency of player safety, right? It really, really exhibits how there's no – pattern there's no way like people always say to guys like you and me in our business or you'll say to me or i'll say to you how many games do you think you'll get jay 
And my answer is always, who has a clue how many games someone's going to get? You know, like that that chicken wing that you were talking about, uh, the Gallagher threw out. Like yeah. that is just a play we got to get out of the game. It's a dangerous, crappy play that can send a guy out for months. And the the play that Riley did, you know, Riley Gregg saw it coming. He caught oh, his yes. hand up. Yeah, he cross-checked him in the head. You're going to get a couple games for that. I have no problem with that. But to try to equate those two as the same play is its just anyone. Like, I want to say, Jay, anyone who knows the game knows it's a joke. But there's like six or seven people in that office that are in on these decisions. And most of them played like eight, 900 games. So they know the game. Like yeah. They know the game as well or certainly as well likely better than we know the game. How they justify some of these rulings is it's completely beyond me. It's a, it's the old wheel of justice. That's all they're doing some days, you think, is just spinning that wheel of justice, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know. This, I, don't, I don't get too uh, upset about it because it's um, it's rarely yeah, consistent from uh, week to week. I, I, I could get why Toronto fans are fired up about it because, yeah, that's a big blow uh, for them for their number one. Like, all I do is, you know, I, I look at Morgan Riley. When you look at that and you compare what Alex Petrangelo did to a superstar player, and he got one game? Like, give me a break. Yeah. Like, give me a break. Right? Like, are you joking? Yeah. That's That, to me, is the – there's zero consistency. And it's like, oh, well, you know what? Um, this one, we have more people, oh, upset about it online. So let's uh, let's react to that. Like, why react to the play? Alex Petrolangelo can bring a stick above his head, come down in a full chopping motion with a direct intent injury and get one game. And you have a guy who reacts, a guy who doesn't even, who's not physical, who doesn't even know how to cross-check properly. Because let's be honest here, as Strutty says, everybody knows when you cross-check, you go down, not up, because the, the stick will slide up, as it did. Because if you watch in super slow motion, his first contact was on the shoulder, and then it rides up and it's... Yeah. The guy in the face. So, yeah. um, you know, that's a clear case yeah. of a guy who doesn't know what he's doing and he gets five games. It's somewhat uh, comical, really. Yeah, it's goofy, but that's uh, the old wheel of justice, buddy. That's how she spins. Yes. Uh, quickly, spec the, um, you know, you look in the West and LA and Vegas, like Edmonton to me, I don't believe, and I wrote the article today, I don't believe that the goaltending is, is a real big need for them. Um, now everyone says, well, what if Stewart gets Skinner? He gets injured. Well, then why don't you go out there and say they need a second line center? Cause what if dry settle gets injured? Like I, I don't buy the what if injury. Like that's, that's a non argument. It's not a valid argument because anybody can get injured at any time. But when I look at the older's goaltending numbers and after Kevin Woodley came on and talked about the other, like the dig deeper ones, expected save percentage and goals of, you know, above expected and all that stuff, like P- Calvin Picker's been really good for a backup. Right, like to me, Edmonton only has so many bullets in the chamber when it comes to the salary cap and the, and the trade deadline. I wouldn't use one on a goalie. Would you? No, absolutely not. I made that decision like about two weeks ago. And and first of all, I want to say this: whatever Woodley says about goalies, I'm just with him because he's he knows so much more about goaltending than both of us put together. But just watching Cal Pickard play, like all, all I see is a guy that's making every save he's supposed to and a few he's not, right? You know, regardless of all his underlying numbers, I don't see how someone, like everyone judges Calvin Pickard on, ah, he's a minor league journeyman, and I, ah, no one thought he'd ever be in the NHL again. Whatever, man, he's in there stopping pucks. I don't know what more anyone wants from a backup goalie than this guy. And I could... Also name about 10 teams that if they lose their top goalie, oh, they're in real trouble. Yes. They're in real trouble. 
You don't get in the cap system luxury. You know, sure, you can find a team that has two nice goalies. Of course you can. But generally speaking, there's like Boston and a couple others, and that's it. Yeah. Everyone else, you got one goalie, and then you're, you know, it's kind of a wing and a prayer. So for sure, I wouldn't spend any money on goaltending. The question sort of becomes where's Ken Holland going to spend his dollars here? What's he going to do? And uh, there's a good piece on actually our guy, Jason Bukala on sportsnet.ca wrote a good piece today, sort of talking about a couple different trades of what it would cost. And uh, frankly, he's got uh, Connor Brown going the other way in pretty much every trade. So yeah. uh, uh, to see what happens. Yeah. Well, uh, who, who, who did he have as for order? Possibly? Well, he had uh, a trade for Adam Henrique and what that would cost. Uh, he had a trade for for Gensel and what that would cost, and you know he's he's a smart guy. Goes into the salary cap aspects mm-hmm. and what you need and and where guys are going to end up afterwards. How's your lineup going to look when those trades get made? Uh, I'm not going to read you the whole piece, but no. it's a good piece. He, he digs in nicely. I read it today. I thought he did a good job. All right, all right, Spec. Uh, we'll have to look at it. We shall see. See you yes, at the sir. rink tonight, my man. All right, brother. Take care. There you go. That's uh, Mark Specter in the uh, Spec Report. Brought to you by GS Construction. Uh, quick break. We'll come back. Uh, DVD will join us uh, from uh, NHL.com. Uh, lots of talk around the league to get to next on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 5.30. Ooh, looking forward to the game tonight. Kind of curious to see how the orders will uh, bounce back. And can the Detroit Red Wings keep rolling? Should be an entertaining week, actually. Detroit, St. Louis, and Dallas. And we're back on every second day, man. It's nice. Uh, more long breaks between games. January is, hey, the orders are winning all the time. But, geez, a little painful after all. Two days, two days, two days, two days up between games. So it's uh, quite nice to get into a little bit of a rhythm, of course. Uh, orders will be uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday this week. Then uh, Monday, Friday, or sorry, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, the following week. Nice. Uh, let's go in the room now. Brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. Heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated. And huge sponsor of many local amateur sports teams and even supporting Olympian on his uh, quest to make the uh, Canadian Olympic bobsleigh team. Well, he's actually on the bobsleigh. He wants to qualify for the Olympics. So uh, good luck to uh, Desi uh, Devo McEwen from uh, everybody at nextgentransportation.com. Uh, Derek Van Deest, our regular Tuesday guest from the NHL.com, covers, of course, the Orders, the Flames, the Canucks, and the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, DVD, there, man, there's lots going on right now. The Orders are playing well. The Canucks are playing well. The Jets are good. And the uh, Calgary Flames suddenly have won three of their last four. But th- that's got to be the team that I'm guessing you might be uh, hunkering down to, uh, to, to cover the most uh, leading up to the trade deadline because it would seem out of the four, the uh, Flames could be the most busy. Yeah, I think they're going to be the sellers in this group. I think they're going to be the team that that basically they're going to look at their squad. They're like, we got all these unrestricted free agents. Where are we going? What direction are we going with this team? They're going to get a lot of good offers. They're going to get offers for Markstrom. They're going to get offers for some guys on the blue line. They're going to get offers for some from some guys up front. So I think they're going to really have to reevaluate. This four-game win streak may have – they may have said – or a three-game win streak uh, they lost the other night. But they said, hmm, hey, maybe we can get back in the race. But, no, I don't think they're going to be able to get back in the race. And I think right now – Craig Conroy's got to look at his group and he's going to go, okay, we don't necessarily have to go through an entire rebuild, but we may have to retool. And they got Dustin Wolf in the waiting in the wings there. They got to get one of the, the best goaltender in the American Hockey League waiting to make the jump to the NHL. So they could probably get a lot for a guy like Markstrom. Uh, you know, they can get a lot for some other guys that they have. So I think they have an opportunity to, to retool. They got some good young pieces in the minors, I think, and they're probably happy with the way that, okay, we're not, totally out of the race we're not totally in the race but i think you may have to pull the plug 
pulled a pin on this season. And there's going to be a lot of teams coming to them and saying, hey, can I have this piece from you? Can I have this piece from you? And uh, I think Craig Conroy, he's he's in a kind of position where, hey, I can. there's going to be a lot of teams coming to me. And so if I want to retool this hockey club, um, I'll, I'll be able to have the assets to do that. Yeah, well, I, I think he's looking at trying to retool, not rebuild. That's uh, that's kind of exactly. the obvious thing I would think of uh, right now for uh, for him, right? Um, so it'll be fun. Meanwhile, the Jets, they already made an addition. The Canucks already made an addition. The owners already made one, too, and Corey Perry. That maybe doesn't get talked about much because it wasn't a trade. But of those three, Edmonton, Vancouver, and Winnipeg, which one do you think is the most busy from now until the deadline? Uh, I think Edmonton is. I just think Edmonton, right now, they, they're looking at their roster. And, and I think what, what, what I like about the Oilers is that they've been there. They were there last year. They were there the year before. So they know exactly what they need going into the playoffs this year. Uh, to me, Winnipeg needed scoring, so they brought in Sean Monaghan. They don't have a lot of money there. They have a pretty deep lineup. They have a great goaltender. They have a great blue line. And I think they just thought, okay, we just need a little bit more punch. Like, we don't have that that scoring punch. Sean Monaghan hasn't been able to get off the – scoreboard yet but I think he's a guy that can provide a bit more offense for them and I always thought that that's what Winnipeg needed they needed more offense they can't just do it by committee every night they need some guy that that will go up there and and provide every night and you you look at Winnipeg scoring right now you have a lot of guys that go three four games without getting anything then they'll get one or two uh then they'll get you know they'll go on a couple games streak and then they'll go another three or four games without getting anything you need someone that's consistently going to get offense for you and they're hoping Sean Monaghan does that and, and, and provide some some offense for a guy like Shifley or some of those other guys in the top of the lineup. So uh, I think that's a pretty good addition. Um, and, and Vancouver really is kind of just retooling there. They're just trying to, to get a little better. But I do think Edmonton right now is in a position – I think you're right when you say their goaltending is fine. Their goaltending was a question mark, and I think their goaltending is fine, as is as is right now. Uh, but I do think you always need depth in, uh, on, in the playoffs, and you always need depth scoring in the playoffs. And I think that's where they're going to look. They're going to look for a guy that can play in your bottom six, but you can move him up to your top six. Uh, I don't think Corey Perry will stay in the top six. I think he's an effective bottom six guy. He's, he's playing well there now, but I don't think at, you know, at 38 years old, I don't know if he can maintain that. So eventually he's going to be a third or fourth line guy. So you got to bring in another guy that can play that in your top six right there. And you can kind of shuffle the lines a little bit. You may have to give up a guy on your roster. Who knows? You may have to give up a pretty good prospect. Uh, I'm, oh, you may have to give up a high draft pick, but I think the owners are all in. They have been all in for the last couple of years. They've made oh, some yeah. big moves at, at the deadline. So they have been all in. So you're looking at, at you know, what, what is the need? Let's fill that need. And I think there's going to be an opportunity for them to do that. Uh, but I do like the fact that, you know what? This is not their first rodeo. They've been down this road before. They know what they need going into the playoffs. They know what it takes to go on a long playoff run. And so I think that's where they have the advantage over Vancouver and even Winnipeg a little bit. So Vancouver is just—they're not supposed to be here. They're—they're they're they're a couple of years ahead of schedule, um, and so you got to wonder: okay, we're a couple of years ahead of schedule. Do we want to go all in? Do we want to go all in? Or are we going to have a solid team for the next two or three years with this core nucleus that we have? So uh, it'll be a very interesting deadline. There's a bit of an arms race going on in the West right now uh, with the, with the deals that have been made already and then the signing with Corey Perry. But uh, I think it's going to be a very very interesting uh, trade deadline coming up March eighth. I look at the orders in uh, right wing. I think they'd like, uh, I think they really need a center. 
Um, I've, I've talked about Dowd enough. I know some people may be tired of it, but I think Dowd, I really like Beck Malenstein, who scored again tonight for, uh, for Washington. I would do a two. I'd get both of those guys in there, man. I, I think Edmonton's got a bolster their fourth line. No question. I think they, I could see two changes there. Uh, maybe even three if, if Derek Ryan isn't the center and moves to the wing. Cause, uh, you know, and, and it, if you get a second line, then Corey Perry is your fourth line guy. So I think there's lots of balls, uh, in the air for the, for the Edmonton owners. Um, you know, I could see two guys going out, uh, Matias Yanmark potentially. DVD hasn't scored at all. Um, he has the highest, uh, penalty, uh, minor rate per 60 of any order player. So when you don't play that much and you're taking that many penalties and you're not scoring, like, that's not a good combination, uh, in, in any form. So. You know, I could potentially see him uh, possibly moved out. But uh, the orders, they get into a little stretch here. Like Detroit's playing well. St. Louis is playing well. Dallas, like, this is a good little run here. I know, like, hey, they took care of business against teams they were supposed to beat in uh, January. And now we'll see, like, none of these teams are juggernauts. Maybe Dallas. But, you know, the orders now will have a little bit tougher of a test. And I'm kind of curious to see how they'll fare. Because, you know, especially looking to bounce back after a meh game in Los Angeles. Yeah, no, yeah, this is going to be a tough stretch for them. And now they're playing every other day. And I know Connor McDavid says he likes playing every other day. Yeah. A lot of the guys like playing every day. Chris Knobloch said that today. He's like, they, go, they don't want to practice. They want to play every other day. But I think when it comes to the depth, the oldest forward, you look at a guy like Derek Ryan, you look at a guy, like you said, Yan Mark, you look at a guy like Connor Brown, you look at a guy like Sam Gagne. Are these guys going to help you in the playoffs? Like, are these guys going to be make difference makers for you in the playoffs? And you're right. You can't have forwards in your bottom six that don't score ever. Connor, you know, Connor Brown's yet to have a goal. Yamark hasn't scored. So you need, they need them to pitch in. They got to provide some sort of offense. Derek Bryan is hot and cold. He'll go on a streak. He'll get a couple of goals for you. And then, you know, he does a lot of good things. Like a lot of these guys, they do a lot of good things for you. They do a lot of good things in penalty killing and little things like that. But you, eventually you need someone to help you put the puck in the net. And you're looking right now, all the offense is coming from your top two lines. you got to upgrade your bottom two lines. And I yeah. think those are four guys right there. that they, they, There's room for upgrade. you got to upgrade those guys. You've got to come in here. Someone else can kill a penalty, but he's going to score the odd goal for you. And there's guys out there and there's teams out there that are willing to sell right now because you're getting to the point now where teams look at the standings and go, okay, we're not going to make it. Let's just you know cut our losses. Let's see what we can get for some of these guys. And, and there's going to be some really, really good players out there. It's just a matter of what are the owners willing to give. Are you going to give up another first-rounder? Are you going to give up another a guy like Broberg? Are you going to give up an Xavier Borgo? Are you going to give up, you know, Raphael Lavoie? Like guys like that. Like th- those are the guys that other teams are looking at. Uh, maybe on your roster, I look at a guy like, you know, like Warren Fogel. He's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Are you going to be able to sign him next year? Is this a guy that you move out to bring someone else with some term on his contract? So there's a lot of questions there, but I do think there's a lot of moving pieces here, and there's a lot of a lot of wiggle room for Ken Holland to play with. Yeah, I uh, I look at like David Prawn. I don't see as an option because I think Detroit's going to be in the mix. I'm not sold that David Prawn's the guy that Edmonton needs uh, anyway. Uh, DVD. Uh, one, one last one about, uh, Detroit. You know, they come into town and, and you know what? They've always been fairly entertaining games for one reason. You know, not big rivalries between the, uh, the two teams or not. But, um, you know, you mentioned Corey Perry earlier and I'll say when they took Perry off the third line, it hasn't been as effective without him. So I just, I think there's something about Corey Perry that, that adds to a line where I know everybody's like, oh, speed, speed, speed. But if you're just going 100 miles an hour, and nothing's happening. Sometimes slowing the game down could be a benefit. Like I think Leon Drysaddle is a prime example of that. Like he can go fast when he needs to, but a lot of times, man, he's at his most dangerous when he slows the game down. And that's the line tonight against a Detroit team that's not overly big. I'm very curious to see how that Perry Kane Drysaddle line fares because they were their best line on the weekend. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. They were, and, and, and Conor McDavid put it best, in my opinion. He said, you know, he, those guys, they drag you into the fight. You know, we all have that one buddy that we go out with, and you know that he's going to have a couple, and he's going to start stuff, and suddenly you're going to get dragged into something uh, because, you know, that's just the way he is, right? And I think that's the way Corey Perry is a little bit. You know he's going to do something to somebody to set it off, and you're going to have to back him up. So you're always prepared for that. You're always like, okay, what's he going to do? When's he going to do it? How is he going to do it? And I think they do like the fact that he kind of picks his spots, but eventually he's going to needle someone the wrong way, and you're going to have to jump in there with the rest of them. And I think Conor McDavid likes that because he'll bring it, he'll bring that emotion to the game. And, and it's like, yeah, you're going out with your friend who goes, okay, something's going to happen tonight because – this guy's being an idiot, and, and you know, he, he's a kind of way of, of rattling people, needling people. I get a feeling that Corey Perry's kind of like that. When you're playing on with Corey Perry on his team, you know something's going to happen, and, you, and you're just one spark away from it all blowing up. But you're ready for it. You're ready for that. You're ready because that's the type of player he is. And, you know, down the stretch, you need to play with that emotion. You need to play with things like that. So I think that's what's exciting about it. DVD, are you at a pool tonight? Where are you? Oh, I, I'm at the YMCA. I oh. just got out of the pool. That's, I'm, I'm swimming now. Oh, oh you're a big swimmer doing some laps. Yeah. What, are you running a yeah, triathlon this summer or what? Oh, no, I just my body's breaking down. My knees hurt all the time. It's what, the one thing that I can do for okay. an extended period of time, and, it, and I'm not sore the next time. Okay, I like well, it. Not well, well, boy. Yeah, well, so I'm, I'm a swimmer now. I like it. DVD the swimmer. Nice. Okay, just don't uh, – we don't need you to, in, in your little onesie, okay? We, thankfully, got a coat on, <laughs> no, so that's yeah. nice. We, no well, we'll see you at the rink, man. Have a good one. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. There you go. That's uh, Derek Van Dees from NHL. Doc, hey, you know what? Swimming is very good, and it is hard. Like now, maybe for people as swimmers, they don't think it's hard. But if you're not a swimmer, like I was never a swimmer. Like obviously, I took swimming lessons and stuff. And man, when I trained for a triathlon, I never slept better in my life. Is when I was swimming all the time. God, it it it's so amazing. Now probably tiring because I was a terrible looking swimmer, but uh, had to waste a lot of energy. But oof, you get in good shape quick, man, and your body does kind of lean out. It's a little bit better for you. I like it. Uh, we'll come back. We'll update you on the lineup and more on the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca here on Sports fourteen forty Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook five fifty. Welcome back, Jason Gregor. Connor Halley with you on uh, Sports 1440. Man, there's lots of goals in the first period here. We'll get you caught up on that in a second. Hey, hopefully that's a precursor for the orders. Uh, Red Wings game. Let's get a little action early on as uh, we get to the uh, lineup report brought to you by Sherwood Power Sports and Marine, the exclusive spot in Sherwood Park for all things Yamaha, which can uh, include Yamaha boats, boat motors, dirt bikes, ATVs, side-by-sides, and motorcycles. Get it all right now at Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. The uh, orders, one lineup change as far as player coming in. Sam Gagne will return to the lineup for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Gagne, hey, all he's done is score goals this year. He's got five goals in 22 uh, games for the Edmonton Oilers at five on five. He's been very productive. Uh, second on the Oilers team in goals per 60 behind only Hyman and uh, second on the team in points per 60 behind McDavid. Now, he doesn't play a lot, but he produces. And uh, they desperately need somebody to to get a little bit of an offensive pulse 
on the uh, fourth line. So we'll see if Gagne does that tonight, playing with Ryan and Brown to start. All righties, then the all left shot line with McLeod, Fogel, and Holloway. Uh, you go to the second line, dry settle Kane and Perry. And then, of course, McDavid, Hyman, and uh, Nugent Hopkins. Nugent Hopkins doesn't have a goal of five on five in 13 games. Old 93, uh, playing at 97, all day. you can't go 13 games without a goal of five on five. So he needs to get off the schneid a little bit five on five. The D pairs back to normal, Nurse and CeCe, Ekholm and Bouchard. Kulak and Vincent Deharnay as uh, Stuart Skinner, of course, will uh, get the start for the Edmonton Oilers. And uh, he will go up against Alex Lyon, who is uh, on fire for the Detroit Red Wings, uh, almost single-handedly getting them back into the playoff race because uh, he has a 921 save percentage on the season. Uh, the other two goalies, uh, Ville Husso and James Reimer, in their 28 starts have a combined 893. It ain't even close. So, uh, Lion will be there. This will be his 16th start in their last 17 games. So, see if the orders can get to him. Uh, they will unveil the, their top line tonight, of course, is Larkin, Debrinkat, and, uh, Lucas Raymond. You've got, uh, JT Conference centering Patrick Kane and David Perron. Andrew Copps between Christian Fischer and, uh, Michael Rasmussen. Uh, Joe Valino between Daniel Sprong. Maybe the greatest fourth line scorer in the NHL right now as far as goals. Coaches don't trust him defensively, but God, he scores a lot, five on five. And, uh, Clem Costin on their, uh, fourth line. You have Jake Wallman and Mo Sider, uh, Ben Sherratt, Jeff Petrie, and then Olimata uh, and Shane Gostasbear on the blue line for the, uh, the Red Wings. Uh, Red Wings pretty healthy. Uh, Oilers pretty healthy. So it should be a fun game tonight. And, uh, Alexander Ovechkin, it's four, it's two, two in the, uh, first, but Ovi does not have a goal. He's looking for a goal in six straight. All of a sudden, the great eight uh, maybe has uh, woken up a bit. But uh, some early first period scores, a little bit of shocker in some of them. Connor Halley will get all of that right now in a Sports 1440 update brought to you by BIE Engineering, specializing in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. Go to BIEENG.com. And uh, on behalf of all our guests, Sean Brown, thanks everyone for tuning in. Have a great night. We will chat with you tomorrow. We're out.